Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, uh, we're live. Uh, I believe I'm solo today. Looks like I'm solo today. Anyways, that's what you get. You get me. Uh, all right. Uh, the Knicks lost a game uh, today. They played against the Mavericks, very shorthanded. 122 to 108 is the final score. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein did not play the second half. He apparently aggravated his Achilles or strained it again or whatever. Um, I would, it would be fucking nice if Jericho Sims wants to get over whatever his sickness is and show up for the team when they're shorthanded um, on Saturday. That would be great uh, because I would like if uh, Isaiah Hartenstein did not play. Honestly, until the All-Star break, until after the All-Star break, uh, I think it would be really nice for him to get an extended rest. Um, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, obviously, the Knicks making a pretty significant move today on trade deadline day. Um, and uh, we will do that. But before we do any of it, uh, I have to say, Bet Online is our sponsor. It's playoff time, and the usual suspects are heading to Vegas for the championship. And our par- partner, Ben Online, is your number one source for football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of bets on everything from the coin toss to the color of Gatorade. Bet Online is our number one source for your championship wagering. Head to Bet Online and join today to get into all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Um, yeah, look, I you, you can throw, uh, uh, I'm sure you can find criticisms of. Tibbs, the players, whoever tonight. But honestly, I think you just have to respect uh, the effort they put forth being as shorthanded as they were. Obviously, no Jalen Brunson tonight. No OG and OB. No Julius Randle. Uh, Quentin Grimes, no longer a Nick. So he was not available, even if and he wouldn't have been anyway because he was hurt. Um, and then again, they lose Isaiah Hartenstein um, at halftime. So really, really just you see honestly just how competitive and it's not easy against this team you know uh look josh hart he will make plays that are infuriating but he will also play entire halves and max out and give you everything he's got and he gave you everything he got today everything he had today uh i thought precious achua again just another impressive performance for him especially considering the circumstances um I I just can't really say enough about what he's given the Knicks. And, um, you know, generally just his effort and how good he's been. Uh, Precious Chua had a double-double tonight. He had uh, 13 points, 16 rebounds. Uh, Josh Hart, triple-double, 23 points, 12 assists, 10 rebounds. The Knicks battled. I mean, that's all – again, you, this is all you can really ask of this group – uh, Deuce McBride, 21 and a 9 and 22 from the field, only 2 of 10 from three. He's done a little bit of a slump right now from three, so that's something to keep an eye on. But he also had five assists, six rebounds. Um, he played, I believe, the entire second half, 45 minutes. Steven Chenzo, 43 minutes. Josh Hart, 39 minutes. Precious Shua, 41 minutes. Uh, Todd Gibson played 22 minutes. He actually had a – he was plus eight. So Todd Gibson still, uh, still doing work out there for the Knicks. Didn't score. I don't think he scored. Uh, since he came back again this time, so uh, hopefully he'll get uh, off his uh, off his duck there. Uh, and then Jacob Toppin, he played 12 minutes, uh, one of two from the field, two points. Charlie Brown Jr., one of five from the field, uh, three points, two rebounds. Okay, uh, I I will learn my lessons uh, from my precious Achua 
uh, previous slander now turned into praise. Um, I, I Charlie Brown did not look like much of an NBA player to me. Uh, if any, I, I don't know. I didn't see much of him at all. That was intriguing. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong on that. I don't know. We'll see over time. Uh, I actually thought that Jacob Toppin probably should have played more. I thought he was very, he looked fluid. Uh, I just like the energy he kind of brought to the table when he was in the game. And I also, it also felt almost as if um, like he, he seemed to have a better idea of what the Knicks were trying to do both defensively and offensively than I saw from Charlie Brown Jr. Um, honestly, like, again, I'm not going to spend too much time cr- criticizing Tibbs or anything for tonight because what the hell are you going to do? Um, but I, I thought maybe he could have played more than 12 minutes, um, but it is what it is. Uh, Todd Gibson, man, that guy, <laughs> I just think like he's about to pass out every time he's on the floor for more than like three possessions. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, by the way, again, uh, and – Credit to uh, Jordan Bubb uh, for pointing this out. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo has legit been playing elite recently and like a top shooting guard in the East. Just can't believe it. 47-42, 80 split, 61 shooting. Uh, I mean, he's shooting great. He played really, really well tonight. I thought, honestly, it almost they probably could have like leaned into just force-feeding him the ball more. Um, but, I mean, again, man, 7 of 12 from 3. Some of the threes he's hitting to the distance on them is crazy. Uh, he, he's really i mean you're talking about the contract he's on four years 47 million this is like one of the value contracts in the league as it stands uh he's he's playing just fantastic ball and it's it's pretty impressive just given you know it took him a little bit of time to get his bearings to start the year he wasn't obviously shooting the ball anywhere near as well um but ever since he's been put into that starting lineup man he's been really really impressive so uh definitely just massive kudos to him and yeah um it's it's nice to see. Uh, this is from Ace Bichard. Taj looks so extremely old. Yeah, he 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 really does. Uh, Chris Bernard. The Knicks were down twenty plus. Lucas sat. They came back. Luca came back in and had to go Super Saiyan in order to beat the skeletons. Skeleton crew Knicks. That is that is definitely the case. Uh, he look. Luca was awesome in that fourth quarter, but the fact that Knicks kind of forced him to have to come back in the game with just how well they played says so much about how well this team is playing right now. So um, definite kudos to him and, or it's not kudos to him, sorry, but kudos to the Knicks. Fuck Luca. Um, I, I, I found his preening and prancing and I get it. Look, I, I think that it doesn't matter who you play in the league. Um, when you're having a good game, you want to, you know, celebrate, puff your chest out. Just a little bit much tonight, a little bit much. Um, this is from Neo Schmidt. Grimes will never be as good as this version of Devo. Um, look, never say never, but it's this version of DiVincenzo is, I mean, I don't know. I'm getting close to having to say some, some uncomfortable things about how well he's playing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think this is an insane take at all. It's, not a lot of guys are going to shoot the ball as well as DiVincenzo has been shooting it for the last couple months here. So um, really, really <laughs> fantastic stuff from him. <laughs> Bob Tim's hatred for Toppin's bloodline is quite strange. I did find it weird, but again, I, who knows what the hell that was about. Um, <laughs> Ace Bouchard, D- Dante DiVincenzo is one of the best value contracts in the league, and he's not even the best value contract on the Knicks. Uh, absolutely tr- true. Um 
Yeah, who knows? The Knicks have a bunch of valued contracts at this point. Uh, this is from Chris Bernard. Funniest thing is even when Luke goes back in, they kept matching threes, and it basically ended around the three-minute mark when the Knicks ran out of gas. DiVincenzo is the best three-point shooter in Knicks history, too. Uh, I mean, he's he keeps this up. He's definitely got the claim, or he's got a claim anyway. Knicks have had some – they've been blessed with some really good three-point shooters in their time. Uh, but I will say, like, considering – how well Evan shot the ball a couple years ago. This, what DiVincenzo is doing is at another level entirely. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like he, he's, he's also starting to, to kind of be more comfortable taking some off the dribble movement threes, all that kind of stuff. So you're seeing him expand his repertoire uh, also from three as well. So again, I, I just can't say enough. I, I think obviously Nick's lost the game tonight, but like these guys were, you know, stretch to the max, probably not the best defensive game in the world you're ever going to see from them. But also like, again, when you're playing the minutes, they are down as many bodies as they are. Uh, it's hard. And I, again, I, I have no real interest in criticizing anybody for um, the, the play uh, of anybody tonight. Um, Jordan Bub asks, are the Knicks going to draft someone this year? Uh, I would be, pretty fucking surprised if they don't draft. I think they might actually use both the picks they have in the first round. You traded out Grimes. Obviously, Grimes goes out today uh, quickly, and RJ already traded out in the OG trade, and Obi Toppin, obviously, he was sent out in the summer. You would think that they would want to get rookie contract guys back on the books, uh, kind of put some more young talent in the pipeline that they can work with, develop internally. Obviously, they've shown the ability to develop talent. Um I mean, Precious Chua right now already, the improvement he's made since the trade is amazing and honestly fantastic. Deuce McBride, he's been solid. I know that he is not necessarily the most awe-inspiring player, but I do think he's been giving them solid minutes, and he stepped up uh, in the aftermath of the uh, of the OJ and Obi trade with Emmanuel quickly going out. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you'd think that they would want to get a couple more of these guys in because... Yeah, we we all know what the end game is here. And EJ one uh, asks us, "What superstar is going to force his way to the Knicks this offseason? Future is looking great." Um, given that, I think we all know, and and it's widely assumed the Knicks are looking to make a trade to get a star superstar, however you want to phrase it. Um, like they are going to likely have to replace some guys that they trade out, and I think you want to have young rookie scale players in your, within your organization, within your pipeline um, that can step up in the event that you do finally have a, the opportunity to make a star trade. So um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it is. So uh, uh, this is from Chris Bernard. We don't want and shan't acknowledge the French guy with the worst hairline than Braun ever again. He never exists to us. Uh, you got it. Uh, Chris Bernard, DJ Wagner already had his Knicks photo taken taken back in November. So now we just still need one. Now we just need one more rookie. Yeah, DJ Wagner, obviously a player that has a lot of connections to the Knicks, given his Kentucky ties, Roll Out West, Leon Rose, whatever. Um, this is from Milan Patel. Uh, it does feel like this whole season now goes as our health goes with the number of rotation players hurt, such coming back for the playoffs. New territory for the Leon Rose era. We've had good health luck. Yeah, I mean, look, they obviously like. Look, Mitch is out; he's been out for a while. Hartenstein is dealing with his Achilles thing. I think he'll be okay. Knock on wood. Um, but they do need to 
be careful with him. And again, I would think that they probably need to rest him or they should at least consider shutting him down until the all- until after the all-star break. Uh, Brunson being out now. Uh, and then you also have OJ Ananobi missing time. Like they, they're definitely going through it right now with injuries. Um, I, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't even say that this is necessarily, this is, I, I guess in the case of like Hartenstein and Brunson and Randall, those three for sure, there's some element of bad luck. They've been pretty durable players to varying degrees, uh, all three of them. And uh, yeah, definitely just seems like some bad luck. OG and Obi a little bit different because he has had injuries throughout his career. It's something he's dealt with. I don't know if that's bad luck, but it definitely came at a kind of, it's all kind of stacked up at an inopportune time. So yeah, I mean, look, they need to get guys back. Obviously Bogey and Burks coming in. That should help give you some more bodies, reduce some wear and tear. You know, Josh Hart has openly talked about how much he wants uh, to play less. So hopefully those guys can definitely help that out. Uh, John Leary asks, uh, Burks is a free agent. Do you think they resign him or a pure rental for just this year? I think they're going to resign him. Uh, if nothing else, that's a guy that you probably can sign at a number, and he has full bird rights. He comes with full bird rights. Comes something key to remember. Um, so they had the opportunity to kind of give him, kind of do like what the Pacers did with Bruce Brown. They can bloat his salary to a number that they feel like is advantageous to them. Um, again, this has to get to see where the first apron and all that shit but like they 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 could theoretically do this uh and then you know maybe structure in a way with a team option or a non-guaranteed second year or whatever uh that kind of makes him an appealing asset in trade so um that i, I do think they'll keep him around I, I don't think there's any point not to um they have generally not they've generally erred on the side of keeping talent and then figuring out what to do later uh be it in trade or whatever it is uh, this is from Jordan Bud. Brunson was able to get through the workout today, which is great news. And I think he was being kept out for safety reasons. Yeah, I mean, they said that on the TNT broadcast also. So definitely a good sign. Um, Chris Bernard, also the Knicks need to be on the buyout market just because we're so undermanned. Mook, Lowry, House at this point, our bodies we need. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Marcus Morris, that one's tough. You got Bogdan and Burks. I feel like that's probably not the position that you definitely need. Lowry makes sense to me if he is cool buying into like a very much reduced role and maybe even a situational role. I don't know that he will because he does maybe have opportunities with teams like uh, Philly, for example, where he may be able to just walk in and, and command a pretty substantial rotation spot. Um, we'll see what matter what, what he wants to do, but yeah, he, he'd be an interesting one. Daniel house. I mean, is he good? He, he got waved by like, I, this, the Sixers didn't really want anything to do with him. They dumped him, and then he gets waived today. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, I, maybe. I mean, like you. But to your point, if you think you just need some bodies, yeah, maybe. Maybe you just need to go get a couple of these guys. Um, EJ one. Uh, will the Knicks stay patient even if the playoffs are, God forbid, a disaster? No way to answer that question. Um, if they're healthy, I also just don't think the playoffs will be a disaster. I'd be really, I, I'd be, I'd be very hard pressed to see how they'd just be a complete disaster if they're relatively healthy going into the playoffs. The team is really, really good. They have a lot of good players, a lot of good talent. Um, but like I, they've tended to be patient. They have been patient. This group under Leon Rose since they came in at various points when people expected anything but. So I would say the the smart money is on. Yes, they would probably stay patient. Uh. 
efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. Uh, Boyan is one of three players in the league along with Katie and Lori. who's shooting at least 65% of the rim, 40% of the paint, 45% of the mid-range, 40% of the corner threes. Yeah, he's got a very diverse offensive skill set. The guy is a weapon offensively for sure. Um, defensively, he's been really, really bad. And he's been bad for a while. So I don't think this is just like a situation in Detroit thing. I think he's just a bad defender. Um, but you hope that you can cover up for him better than, than the Pistons were able to. And also, like, he's not going to be starting. Like, he's not going to start here. He's going to be in a reduced role. And that is generally, like, uh, that That solves a lot of things right there, right? So that's, 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 that's big. And Burks is another guy, like, look, the guy can't make a shot inside the arc for to save his life right now. Again, but again, putting up 40, he's shooting over 40% from three. Like, and obviously we are no strangers to Alec Burks. We know what Alec Burks can do. We know what he can provide. Um, the defense took a little bit of a hit in Detroit. I will see. I think he is obviously in the downs. The, you know, he's like, he's on the wrong side of 30. Um, it's possible that he's declining right now physically. And uh, that's actually the bigger reason for why his defense has come down a bit as well. But I think this cannot deny how bad that situation was in Detroit. Obviously, this is a better situation for him, and he has familiarity with the players on the team, the coach, the schemes, all that stuff. So that's that's not nothing. I think that's pretty important for uh, the Knicks' purposes anyway. Um, who, well, I'm tell ask who ends up getting that crypto clown Dinwiddie? It seems like the Mavericks. I mean, the fact that he's at the game today was very weird. Apparently, the Lakers might be interested too. I don't really know what the hell he does for the Lakers, but I don't care. Fucking Spencer Dinwiddie. Honestly, if he goes out to the West, great, wonderful. Lakers and Mavericks, we're done playing them. Go to those teams. I don't want to see that fucking guy again this year. Um, Nico Schmidt or Neo Schmidt, sorry, Neo Schmidt. Sorry about that. Says the future is so bright. Even if we fail this year, the next five plus years are ours. Hey man, uh, you 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 got that right. That that is definitely for sure. Um, just sorry. Uh, he's trying to remember when Daniel House was on the next. I do played like one game and then never played again. Uh, John Leonard, I know Josh Hart had a triple double and he's a good player. Trying to be obvious, but man, he's got to shoot better. I know he's never been a shooter, but I feel like he's been and should be shooting better. I mean, the Josh Hart thing is just really weird. His I, I remember him with Lakers like shooting normally, like the shot form was not a problem. And now it looks like, like he has like this fucking weird thing going on. I don't know. Um, I, they need him to shoot better again. Now that you have Burks, now that you have Bogdanovich, if he doesn't shoot better, you have options, right? And you have options that have size, which we know has been uh, something that Tibbs obviously has wanted and rightfully so I would say. So um, he has options now, obviously, especially when OG is back, you have options. You have guys that can really shoot. I mean, we talked about DiVincenzo earlier. DiVincenzo, OG, Hart, or sorry, Hart, uh, Bogdanovich, Burks, Brunson, hell, even Deuce. Like, this is a really fucking good shooting team. You've got guys. So if Josh Hart isn't shooting well, given all that, not really an excuse to over-rely on him the way he has previously. Um. This team, Edsel, Mercado, this team older, most will ship out in a season or two, future's gone. I don't really agree with this. Um, Brunson's 26, 27. Josh Hart's 28, 29. Same with Randall. Even Chenzo's 26. 
Um, Hartenstein's 25. He's likely to resign. Hart- Mitchell Robinson, who is out obviously right now, he's 25. Uh, Bank Bride is what, 23, I believe. Like, I get it. OG's 26. Uh, I get it. I get the concerns and I definitely harbor some, but like, they're probably going to add again two rookie scale guys this this year in the draft. So that'll help drive down the overall age of the roster. And I wouldn't worry too much about Bogdanovich and Burks as, as far as them being like long term pieces. I think they're here to help for this season, given the injuries we're dealing with. And I think they're also here because they will be useful as trade fodder down the line. Um, I do think the Knicks are going to make a big trade at some point in the next 12 months. So um, definitely look for that. Uh, Jordan Bubb says the Knicks are desperately searching for a player who could create their own shot, especially when Randall hurt in situations where Brunson sits 24%, 25% of Bojan shots come off of three to six dribbles. That's Hey, that's a number. Um, that's impressive. Uh, Mars Jetson says would love for the Knicks to draft Big Z from Kentucky, 7-2 Unicorn Stretch 5. I'm not going to lie. I don't know a fucking thing about college basketball. But if that's what he is, uh, yeah, sure. Let's let's take a shot. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. <laughs> Chris Bird, so Doc Rivers getting fired again? Maybe. Uh, I mean, maybe he, he, he shouldn't have ever been hired. But fortunately for them, they only gave him a contract in 2027. So that's good. Good job uh, by their front office. I'm sure that ownership will be happy if they felt they need to fire another coach. Um, John Leary, for what it's worth, uh, Begley was on WFN today and said he heard earlier this week, Randall Rehab is going really well. Still early, Ian said, but Knicks are feeling confident thus far regarding Randall. That is great news. That's great to hear. And uh, I did not know that. So thank you for raising that. I, I That's as good of news as, uh, you know, at least now knowing what the hell OG's timeline looks like. So that's that's positive. Uh, EJ1, if Tibbs is gone, if Tibbs gone, if we lose to any team that isn't the Celtics or Bucks in the playoffs and we are helping that series. Look, it, 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 there's so many moving parts and circumstances that can change what the answer to this should be. I would... Personally, I think that aside from the Celtics, the Knicks can go into any series. And at I don't think they're outclassed by anybody else other than, than Boston in terms of the overall roster talent. And while Boston's top end, they have better top end contributors. I think our depth guys are a little bit more are, are better. And you know, uh, again, obviously, in the playoffs, depth matters much less. But having those options means you can throw different looks at them and challenge them in different ways. So uh, this roster is really good, and Tibbs definitely has to uh, show that he is capable of utilizing them at a high level in the playoffs um, when we get there. So uh, John Larry Hart shoots like the kid you grew up playing ball with who didn't have enough strength to shoot. LOL, it's strange. I agree. I, I don't know what's going on. He, he's, it's, he, it, it's like he releases it now on the way down almost. It makes it very odd. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Nafi Mahuda is bowling on the third option when we're at full health. He was a high usage self creation bucket getter in Detroit. I don't think so, right? Like it's, I mean, I, I know that it's hard to really parse this, but like he wouldn't, he wouldn't supersede OG and, 
Dante DiVincenzo in the hierarchy, but I do think kind of he obviously does stuff off the dribble that and is able to create off the dribble in a way that aside from Brunson and Randall, we do not have on the roster. So I do think he'll have like a pretty solid role here. And I think he's going to get a lot of touches. I mean, like he's definitely going to get fucking touches now because with our injury list uh, expanding every day, apparently um, Lord knows we need help. Uh, John Leary reporters bring up a lot. When is Tibbs getting extension as a fan? I'm wondering when Leon gets one. I think he signed five year in 2020, same as time. That's correct. That is what all the reporting has been. Uh, my guess is that after the season, you want to see how it all goes, but I, I would be surprised if both. Yeah. Again, we'll have to wait for the playoffs, but if things pan out the way we're all kind of hoping, I'd be surprised if both Leon and Tibbs don't get an extension. Uh, sure. I also trust Brunson in the playoffs way more than Tatum. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Victor Dania. Hard to complain much about gameplay tonight. Is there a limit on the number of 10-day guys we can have on a roster at a given time just in the interim? I don't know what the limit is or if there is one. I would assume there is. Um, I don't know. The Knicks have generally not been very active with 10-day contracts. Granted, they have also not had to deal with a lot of injury crises of any of any significance, certainly not like this. Um, the last time they kind of did was during the COVID season when a lot of guys were out, guess what, with COVID. Um, so... Maybe that's something they explore. I'm not sure. Uh, about five TNT games left for the Knicks. So be prepared for that. Jesus, that's brutal. Uh, Edsel Mercado, Schwinn, how long do you think OG will be out? Will be on time for the playoffs? Do you think? I feel pretty confident he'll be back by early March. Um, just from reading what I've read and and stuff, I, I think that's a safe, not a safe, let's not say safe bet, but I think. I think that is what the Knicks believe um, he'll be on. So, yeah. Uh, sure, Poyon should be the number one option off the bench. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Um, John Leary, on WFM, they were discussing, is Leon the best GM we've had in 20 years? One of the hosts said, Walsh, Donnie Walsh. Walsh didn't do much for the Knicks, in my opinion. Look, I guess we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics. Donnie Walsh fucking sucked as the GM of the Knicks. He was awful. Uh, all that guy did was come in, immediately telegraph that we were not planning to do a fucking thing other than suck ass and hoard cap space for the summer of 2020, 2010 uh, when LeBron and Bosh and Wade and Amari and fucking whoever the hell, you know, everybody was a free agent. Um, he telegraphed that. And he dumped Jamal Crawford and Zach Randolph at a point where – their contracts had actually had gone moved from toxic to neutral, um, and he did not have the patience to to let them continue to juice their numbers in the Mike D'Antoni pinball offense of the day uh, and fleece some unsuspecting team. Instead, he just dumped them as soon as he could uh, without giving up first round picks. Unfortunately, Donnie Walsh uh, also ultimately did end up trading out first-round picks to dump salary to clear space for 2010. Uh, he also drafted Jordan Hill for no apparent fucking reason. And, uh, yeah, in general, I think Donnie Walsh sucked. He saddled the Knicks with the Amari Stoudemire contract, which Amari Stoudemire 
really fun first season, terrible contract. Everybody knew how that was going to end. Um, pretty unfortunate, but that was his work. Uh, and for whatever it's worth, he has gone on the record multiple times and, and explicitly stated that he, it was his call to make the Carmelo Anthony trade. Do I fully believe that? Not really, but that's what he says. So I, I won't kill him for that, but Demario Sotomayor contract, awful, awful stuff. Uh, and obviously then, <laughs> then the biggest faux pas uh, was telegraphing his intentions for uh, while being in love with Steph Curry and then being unable to move up in the draft to get him. Uh, just a huge, huge catastrophic error for a variety of reasons. But Donnie Walsh, terrible GM. Leon Rose clears. Leon Rose clears. Um, John Larry again asks, who is worse, Phil Jackson or Steve Mills? I think Will, Mills was that bad. Probably Phil Jackson. Steve Mills didn't do a lot of good things, but he at least left them in a decent position with the contracts and their cap sheet and pick wise. Um, when, when he obviously got fired and Leandro took over, he also did pull the trigger on the, on the Porzingis trade, which I still believe. And I think most people now believe was a good trade for the Knicks. tough decision too. not an easy decision. The easy decision would have been to let him go uh, or not let him go. Sorry. Uh, extend him, give him the contract he wanted. The Knicks chose not to. And obviously they caught a lot of shit for it at the time. Uh, but that decision in hindsight looks pretty good. They also, him and Scott Perry did sign Julius Randle, who's gone on now to become a three-time All-Star, potentially a two-time All-NBA. Maybe he'll make the third All-NBA team this year. We'll see. Um, EJ1 as chance on a Bucks implosion and Giannis to New York narratives this summer. They have gone from non-existent to like 0.5% or something. Like I think it's possible. But I think he would probably give him more time than just the season. I think maybe after, if they have a disaster or a really bad season next year too, maybe then you're gonna you'll, you'll hear some of that. Um, <laughs> MF Schwinn, which current or former player do you play like in your Sunday league? My guess, having never seen you play, is Prime Vidic. Uh, let me tell you something. I am uh, not good in the air like Prime Vidic, unfortunately. If I were to compare myself to any Prime uh, or any current or former player, it would probably be just a very, very annoying try-hard striker who can't uh, actually score goals all that well. Uh, especially, like, indoor right now I'm playing striker because it's five-on-five, five, so whatever. Uh, but generally, like, so I guess in indoor, I could say, like, Neil Mope. Uh, but in in real in real soccer, I usually play outside back. Um so pick an average outside pack, and that that's me. That's me all day. Um, John Leary, maybe I'm wrong, but I've always felt Leon and Co. Main, main target Summers and Embiid. He's an amazing player fit with Brunson, but his body does worry me short and long term. Yeah, I mean, I, Embiid's obviously the one that has garnered a lot of attention. And I, I, look, given Philly's weird trade deadline day moves today, um, I'm not sure what any of that what it, what any of it means i don't know that it means he's out or he's out for the year whatever but they didn't do anything that would if i were joel mb they didn't do anything that i would be like wow daryl morey what a what a great move um buddy healed is fine then they dumped out Pat, patrick beverly they sent Jaden, and they sent they sent patrick beverly to milwaukee and then they tried sent Jaden springer to boston just like really weird um 
don't know. We'll see. Uh, Jordan Bob played Boston twice. The first game, the second game after All Star, after the All Star break, and in April, both on national TV, ABC for the first one, second one is TNT. Yeah, the first one is uh, the Saturday after All Star break. It is like the prime time game, so that is uh, that'll be fun. Um, John Leary. Uh, also, do you move or yeah? Also, do you move? Randall, if you get Embiid, they probably wouldn't be a great fit. That would be my – that's been my main concern about Embiid uh, is do you move Randall out or if you keep Randall, how does that work? Because I agree with you. I don't really think they fit together very well. And I think they both want to operate in similar areas. and That that bit concerns me a little bit. Uh, any good news – this is Edson Mercado. Any good news regarding Man U later this season or next will they improve under this gaffer? Uh, I think the good news is that they only play 15 more matches this season. So – uh, in the league anyway. So uh, they can only hurt me 15 more times. But uh, the good news is that Kobe Mining looks fucking awesome. John's the good news. There you go. Uh, or next will they improve under the scaffer? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think you let them play out the season. And then obviously with new ownership coming in, they can they should do a full eval and make their own decision about him. Um, they've been playing a little bit better recently. So that's good. Uh, Christian Farron, do you think Boyan starts in place of a Chua for now? Mm. that is an interesting question um i would feel a lot more comfortable with that if you told me og is healthy and um and isaiah hartenstein is healthy i'm a little worried about how you can survive that if og is still out uh because i think look boyana is an awful defender brunson has competed really, really hard in this end to the point that I think he's almost like a neutral, maybe even like a slight positive. I don't know. He's been, he's impressed me with his willingness to play the his body in line, the amount of offensive fouls he generates every game. Um, yeah. Like he's, he's been good, but he's still a subpar defender. So, you know, is it, if it's him and then it's Bullion and then you're starting, you know, Hart and DiVincenzo and it's, it's tough. Like I, I would guess that Boyan starts in time over Precious, but I think that might be something they wait for until after the All-Star break. It feels like I feel like Tibbs doesn't usually just immediately insert dudes into the starting lineup. So so maybe that's I don't know. Maybe, I don't I don't know. I, I will I will say no. I will say no. How about that? Uh, EJ, one can you shut on Daryl Morin and beat for a second? Philly sucks. Uh, they do suck, and uh, they they had a terrible day today. They've had a weird last few months, obviously with the whole Harden situation. They actually extricated themselves from that decently. They have a couple picks, so they at least kind of restocked their coffers so they can make some real offers uh, if and when a player becomes available that they like. But I, I think they really fucked up today. I think they really had an opportunity to be more aggressive. I think a guy like, like I don't like DeJounte Murray, which I've been pretty vocal about on here. I didn't like him for the Knicks. I think he would have been a worthwhile target for Philly um, and definitely something to consider. I don't know that maybe they wanted something that, that, they, that Philly, it made no sense for Philly, but um, that would have been an interesting call for them. I, I do think that they needed to do something. And it's worth noting the Knicks apparently um, – beat them to get Bogdanovich and Burks. So, uh, you know, good job, Leon, I guess. Uh, yeah, good job, Leon. Oh, knock on wood, obviously, hopefully it all works out. Do we get any update on Harshtine? I don't know. I have no clue. I'm not on Twitter right now. 
So I, I, uh, your guess is as good as mine. I depend on all of you uh, to do the research for me and let me know. So uh, someone get back to me on that when, when you have something. Um, sorry, one second. Uh, does Jalen Brunson become an all? This is Jordan Bub. Uh, does Jalen Brunson become an All NBA for the first time in his career? Yes, I think so. I think so. Obviously, just needs to meet the, the game's play threshold, but I expect him to. And yeah, he will. Is Boyan an awful defender only in terms of on-ball defense? Can he hold it together in a scheme? I, he was really bad. He was a bad defender in Utah, also. But Utah was also a team that was all. They had a lot of bad defenders, but they had Rudy Gobert to cover it up. Royce O'Neal was okay. Like, I, I don't know. And and let's put, let's be honest here. Quinn Snyder has not been a good defensive coach in Utah. Wasn't, and had not been a good defensive coach now in Atlanta either. So maybe he, he, he was a victim of circumstance also. Um, Detroit, I mean, there's not even a real reason to get into like the specifics of it. That was just an awful situation. So, I, I mean, this is, this is the hope, right? Is, uh, I mean, I, maybe it's part of the hope for them in terms of where they see the value here. Like, they know he's going to be an awesome offensive player, but can he buy into a scheme? Can he execute a scheme at a decent level that can at least mitigate some of the weaknesses he brings? He's also a terrible rebounder, so that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Jordan Bubb, who starts for iHeart now, he's down with injury. If Sims is unavailable to give it a go. Uh, I will be willing to sign a 10-day contract. I'm assuming Precious, but it could be Sims. Who the fuck knows? Uh, what do you want? Such so expect the team to finish these last three. If I think Brunson plays Saturday, I want two and one, one and two. I guess isn't the end of the world. Uh, let me say, I actually have no idea what the next schedule is. I've been very locked into the trade grind. Um, okay, so they play Pacers Saturday, Rockets. Pacers got fucking smacked today, by the way. Uh, Pacers Saturday, Rockets Monday, and then Magic on Wednesday. I'm gonna say. I'm going to say 2-1. I'm going to say 2-1 because I think Bogey and Burke will be back. They will be good to go by Saturday. I think Brunson comes back then. And I think iHeart plays against the Magic. That's what I think. I don't know. I, I'm literally guessing. So uh, I don't even know what the severity of whatever happened to him today was. Maybe they're just being super cautious because they knew this was a kind of like shorthanded game anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I'll say two and one. Why not? Uh, Mark Jackson career, two MVP awards, two playoff wins. Mark Jackson, hell of a player. Not my MVP. Not my MVP. And serious questions need to be asked about him in the playoffs right now. Um, I think it's okay. I think, He's young. He can get better, but it is what it is. Edson Mercado asks, who wins Super Bowl? I, I just – Kansas City, right? Like, I I, I really just – I can't – I can't. I, I don't think the Niners are going to do it. Their defense has not looked good last few games prior to the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, and I don't trust Kyle Shanahan. Sorry. I think Andy Reid's a better coach. I think they, have the, they obviously have the better quarterback. Purdy's been good for the for the Niners, but come on, Mahomes is a totally different level. So, um, so here we go. ironically, Precious has kind of been a godsend with all the injuries. He's been fucking awesome, man. Like, I can't say enough about how good this guy has been. 
he's now like a Tibbs Iron Man too. So, you know, he is, he has Tibbs's respect, which is why I do think it's, it'll be interesting to see how he manages uh, things with him. And uh, once Bogdanovich arrives, but like, he's been really good. I, I, I don't think it can be understated how valuable he's been and how, I mean, look, that was a guy that when he got thrown in the trade in the first few games, we saw him. I think most of us were like, all right, enough. Like this guy is just a dude that was in the trade. We'd probably don't need to like force him minutes, but guess what? He's been really good. I thought he, again, I thought he was really good tonight. Like, all things considered, I thought he played well tonight. Um, he has done a good job on the glass. I think he has been reasonable at finishing. Nothing spectacular. Um, the shooting is very much a work in progress, but you got to love the intensity that he's played with the effort, all that shit. Uh, NFL take, but why do all analysts act like boxing, like it's boxing or tennis? Uh, like, I don't think having more rings or playoff wins automatically makes you better. Got to look at how said defense plays quarterback EPA in game. Yeah. I look, all that stuff is very, very important. Um, but yeah, like, again, I, I, I don't want to get too much into this, but I, I agree with you. And um, it is what it is. Do I think DeMar Hamlin comeback player of the year should win over Joe Flacco? No. DeMar Hamlin played like, I get it. It's a great story, but come on. The guy didn't even like play like 15 fucking snaps this year. That's insane. Joe Flacco actually helped lead a team to the playoffs after he got off his ass on the couch. Um, yeah. So look, uh, again, this, this game was. It's what it was. Uh, you, you, hard to knock the effort for most of these guys. And uh, again, encouraging that that uh, Brunson uh, apparently got through a workout today. So, um, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, all right. So, let's see. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen anything about Isaiah Hartenstein. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right, here we go. Um, this is Jordan Bob mentioned this transaction alert. Frank Nalakina is Schmidt waived by the Hornets. Bring Frank home. We need more bodies. Um, no, I, I don't know, man. Uh, Frank, best of luck to him, but his days in the NBA may be numbered. He's looked really bad since he came back uh, from his injury. With the Hornets, which is kind of unfortunate because he was actually seemed primed to get some real burn for them um, with how they were using him in preseason. But, you know, he came back, has not looked sharp, and he made the price. Um, so we'll see. Hopefully he gets another shot somewhere. Best of luck to him. Ishmith, maybe they should have signed him to make Clyde happy. I don't think anybody would be happier than than him if we signed Ishmith. Um Team competed. John Leary. Team competed well. Full strength. This team is better than Dallas. Yeah, no question. This team is 100 better than Dallas. Dallas at full strength, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, yes. Um, uh, what is somebody? I'm oh, sorry. Um, the Bucks actually did get absolutely smacked today. Uh, I think the Knicks. Look, if they get back guys in a decent amount of time. Um, you know, like I think that it's going to pass them. So, yeah. Uh, this is actually an interesting tweet from John Schmelk, which I'll read out. Um, this is what John Schmelk says. 
I'll just leave this here. If the DiVincenzo thing is for real, and I think it might just be, this really makes the team building conversation this offseason interesting. Yeah. Um, that that it certainly does. DiVincenzo is playing at a crazy level, and again, it's so unfortunate that he that Randall and OG both got hurt basically at the same time, and I haven't seen them since because. I mean, man, if Dante is for real, and I do kind of agree that something about the way he's performing right now makes me think he might be for real. Um, you got to think that he is, I mean, he's like a borderline star at that point, the way he's playing. It's kind of nuts. Um, I mean, there's like moments too. I, I, Prez really is the first one to point this out, at least to me. There's some like Desmond Bain stuff going on there with him. So definitely interesting. Definitely, definitely very interesting. Um, John Leary says Celtics are in their own class, but I really think we are better than the Bucs if we are healthy. They still have Giannis, though. Can never count them out. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the main thing is they have Giannis, so they're obviously always going to have a chance. But I'm like, maybe Dame is slow rolling us and turn it on or something down the stretch and into the playoffs. But Brunson is just a flat out better player than him right now and probably for moving forward. Um, that's fact. I don't think getting Pat Beverly matters that much. Um, I don't think they're athletic. Something about the vibes on that team seem off as well. Chris Middleton is hurt, so we have no idea what the hell is going on with him. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not not necessarily the most uh, the brightest timeline for Milwaukee here. Um, they obviously lost again tonight, 129-105 in the fourth. They got destroyed in the third quarter. Got outscored 39-22. Um, no Middleton, no Lillard, so that's also something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, their defense is just really bad. And offensively, they have been able to cover for that for a while, but we'll see how long they can keep that up. Um, all right. I Huey Invictus says, yo. Yo, what's up? Uh, if it ever came down to it, I know Tibbs loves Hart like a son and is Brunson's best friend, but I'm keeping Dante over Hart in a trade package. Yeah, I, I mean, look, this is just a conversation that's probably going to start increasing uh, over time and, and something that we'll probably talk about. But like Dante is playing in a way that makes him far less replaceable and he's right now a superior complementary player for a variety of reasons i love what josh hart brings to the table he's not been able to shoot it all this year i think he's been a pretty out of control at times offensively um it's been better it was better after the trade i think just in general i mean everybody was playing better after the trade but like the og trade i'm talking about um but he's i, I just feel like he was been a little bit off kilter this year um maybe almost almost like trying to do too much at times it's, it's very odd but um look Dante DiVincenzo is one of the best shooters in the NBA right now you can argue he's been the best shooter in the NBA for the last couple months really um that's really really valuable and honestly like as much as I love Josh Hart once you get OG you know and they've added Bogdanovich and Burks you have options on the wing for the time being. Um, Deuce obviously has been solid for them and we know he can play off the ball. Maybe he's probably best suited to doing playing off the ball offensively. Um, 
they've got options on the perimeter that should no longer make him, you know, uh, he, he's not as, he should not be as valuable of a piece now to at all times um, after the maneuvers they've made and the emergence of Dante is definitely one of those things. Um, Ace Bouchard, Bucks are a very small team outside of their uh, front court. Yeah, they are. They're, they're not a big team and the Knicks are a very big team. They, and they got bigger today. So, yeah. Uh, is Julius Randle the X factor if the Knicks will go far and for Knicks to win finals, they need what to happen? Uh, they need to be LD. They need Julius to show up and um, and they need Tibbs to pick the right combinations of players. And if they, those things happen, they can definitely... They're, they're in the fucking ballpark for contention. So, like... It's not crazy to think, like, yeah, there's a world where the Knicks can win the championship this year. Um, but, yeah, it's it's possible. Uh, John Leary, assume all health in playoffs, they run nine-man rotation. Um, yeah, I think they will. I don't know who the odd guys out are out. Our odd guys out will be, though. I would assume, this has been my take, and I've thought this for a while, I think, I think Deuce probably drops out. I personally, I think it should be a competition. Like it should be a competition, and I think that you don't need to, you know, choose nine people and only stick to nine people all the time. I think there are times where you can see if a guy doesn't have it, and then you pull him early, try somebody else. But we know Tibbs is an operator like that. Um, I think you could talk me into like, you know him trying a 10-man rotation, I could see that initially after the trade. But in the playoffs, um, I, I think he'll be nine at most. Um, what will be interesting is if Mitch is back by then, which I assume he should be. Again, Precious played really well. If Mitch is back, it changes. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what the, how they manage it. Because Precious has played really well for them. And I do think that there are things he does defensively that are very valuable and can be very valuable in a playoff series. Um, Jordan Bubb, DiVincenzo's last 10 games, 11.3, point attempts per game, 39.8 field goal percentage. <laughs> He's definitely shooting a lot of perimeter shots. I mean, tonight, I think he was, what, 13 of 27? I think he was 7 of 12 from three or something. So he still really shot the shit out of the ball. Um, yeah, he, he's on a heater, man. And uh, the Knicks are pushing his boundaries in terms of usage quite a bit i mean look deuce mcbride had took 22 shots today josh hart took 22 shots today these guys are all pushing what they are really capable of but even chenzo 13 of 27 from the field 7 of 12 from three like really just cannot say the level he's playing at right now is is really crazy um yeah so i don't know are we uh you know i think we're we're probably a contender uh i have a feeling mitch will be rusty Usually seems off injuries. Hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the concern. You have an option though. Um, so yeah. Well, Clyde Fraser, safe to say Knicks keep both their picks on draft day. I will say this. I think the Knicks will make two picks on draft day. Do I think they will keep their picks to do those? History would suggest no. But if this draft class is really as unimpressive as uh, many are suggesting then 
perhaps, right? Maybe, maybe they won't be able to trade back because teams aren't really aggressively trying to trade up. So, um, I again, I will, I do think they come out of this draft with two legit guys that they they like. I don't think you'll get like a whatever the hell that Trevor Keels pick was. They, they, you won't get another one like that. So, um, should Mitch start over iHeart? I remember iHeart dealing with sore Achilles. I wouldn't. I mean, if iHeart gets his rest in and he's at full strength, I don't think you can just move him back to the bench and have Mitch Robinson start over. Not in the middle of the season, not given what Hartenstein's given you and not given what we've seen in that starting group. Uh, and I, I don't remember who said this. Maybe somebody brought this up in their Discord. I don't remember who. Um, so apologies for not crediting whoever it was. Um, but like Mitchell Robinson with the bench, not traditional ways, but like he can help them in terms of just like the sheer volume of second chance opportunities he can help create. That would help them a lot too. Uh, I mean, you saw today in the, in the minutes without Hartenstein on the floor, the screening look, and it's not the fault of Todd Gibson or precious Chua or whatever. They're just not going to be as good at screen setting as Isaiah Hartenstein. That was a noticeable difference in that, in that second half. And um, like, Mitch will help that. That is 100% a thing Mitch will help with because he's gotten much better as a screen setter over the last couple of years. Um, so that, that's definitely something to say. Uh, Ace Bouchard, we all know they're going to do a couple of trade backs. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Uh, Ember, Ember says, uh, Josh Hart threatened to whoop a reporter's ass tonight lightheartedly. Never changed Josh Hart. Never change. Um, there we go. Uh, John Lane, I remember in 2020, the media praised the Troy Weaver hire. Leon came with lots of questions, understandably so, though. Mets hired a CA agent to be GM, and he was awful, so I was worried about that. Uh, Leon Rose has done an amazing job. Troy Weaver's been fucking ass. And it's not just Troy Weaver, also. Uh, Arturis Karnasovas was hired during that same offseason, if I remember correctly, um, by the Chicago Bulls, and has not made a trade in three seasons. So I don't actually, I would love to know what it is. Arturis Karnasovas has done in the last three years. It feels like all he's done is draft some guys and sign an extension here and there for players. I don't know. He's been an awful GM, really awful hire. And a guy who came with the uh, much ballyhooed uh, front office connections with Denver. He had worked in their front office. He came from there. It's been terrible. Um, well, Clyde Fraser, Mitch, I heart friendship could be tested as a postseason. It's possible. I think they'll be okay. I, I don't, I think with the way the Knicks are playing, I don't think that'll be a problem this season. But um, down the line, like, I don't know how Mitch would take it if you're like, hey, one, like Isaiah Hernstein's a free agent this summer. If the Knicks give him a contract that's higher than Mitch, that's one thing that would signal, I think, that they are. I mean, if you're paying a guy more at the same position, especially one like center, it's probably going to start. Um, I don't know how much would take that, and I don't know if that's a situation that would be tenable while you take your time to figure out what how best to use Mitch in a potential trade or something, um, or if that would be, an, uh, you know, again, if that would just be a big problem in the locker room that they need to solve it sooner rather than later. Um, but for now, look, like, let's get Mitch back on the floor. It would be huge for the Knicks, obviously, right now, and Look, we also, the Knicks need to re-sign Isaiah Arnstein. I think they will. I think that'll 
happen, but like it needs to happen. So until it does, we will see. Uh, this surprised the Bulls GM has been this bad. He was with the Nuggets for a while, and he's the number two. I guess he got carried. Yeah, he's fucking not good. And Calvin Boot seems to be better. Um, like Calvin Boot seems to have done a pretty good job with Denver. I know that they who wasn't Tim Connolly moved from Denver to Minnesota. Um, and then Booth took over for him. So yeah, Booth, Booth's been good though. He's been pretty decent. Although they didn't do anything as a deadline. Not that they, I mean, they're in a different situation than obviously most teams because they won the championship last year. So we'll see. Um, Don had even Chenzo on a scoring stretch. It's cool. We lost tonight, so it doesn't mean anything to me. It's cool to put the ball in the hoop, but what's better is when we have everybody back. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I think I think that's a great sentiment that he's sharing, and I he expressed something similar the other day um, after the they beat the um, the Grizzlies. So he's I love everything about this guy right now. The way he's playing, his mentality, all that stuff. He's really showing a lot. Um, oh, and I guess this is the end of the quote. But what's better is when we have everybody back. The ball's moving around and everybody ends up with 15 and 20 points. <laughs> I mean, the flow quote, even better than the partial. What what a what a guy. Uh Bobby, I'm sorry, John Larry says Bobby Marks was on with Macri and didn't seem to think a team will blow away Hartnell with a massive contract. Center Hart Center tends to get undervalued teams with cap want wings and guards. Yeah, that was a good pod. Um and I I agree. I agree with what Bobby said on there with John and, and Jeremy as well. Um so yeah, that that's Let's let's hope so because the Knicks get to keep him. God, they are all of a sudden in a position where, like, you know, we're talking about what the rotation can be. If they can re-sign Hartshine, re-sign Precious Chua, they have the ability to trade. Like, you can trade, you know, Josh Hart, Mitchell Robinson, you know, some one of these kids that they presumably draft this summer, uh, and then like, you know, all they have all their picks and they have all these protected picks. They have things and so like the offers they can put out are are gonna they could be very very strong um obviously i don't and i really don't like talking about Mitchell robinson or any player especially ones that i like like this but like obviously that's how the front office has to think is like the value of these players as assets um as well as you know how good are they on the floor how do they help us win but you can't deny that part of it you know if hartenstein comes back and they bring back Precious, all of a sudden your front court has some depth that you can trade pieces out from, right? So, and obviously the big one, um, OG and Obi, he's a free agent. I know that I would be surprised if OG is not uh, starting, or not starting, uh, I'm sorry, if he doesn't come back, but like, it needs to happen, obviously. Uh, Walt Clyde Fraser, Who's backup point guard opening night next season? Deuce Burks, one of our 2020 FRPs, or Rokas? I think it'll be Deuce. That's my thinking. I, I Look, Deuce obviously has a ways to go as per, in terms of his consistency in scoring, his scoring inside the arc, his scoring at the rim, his handle, that stuff. I've seen a pretty decent amount of progression from him. Um, I know he didn't shoot the ball well tonight, but like, I, I like the way he generally played and i i would like it if he would be a little bit more aggressive especially on a night like tonight i know that tibbs was calling plays out in the second half to run shit through josh hart if you 
listen to what they were talking about um, out, out of halftime. Tibbs mentioned that he didn't like that they're they were not organized offensively. So I wonder if um, that that does seem like a thing that Deuce right now is. You're the conductor of the offense, right? When you're the point guard, having the confidence to do that, having the ability to do that, um, and having your teammates trust you to do that is is tough. And that's what he's learning right now. So I, I have been pleasantly surprised with how much he has shown since being put into the rotation after the trade. Um, and I, I think there's, I think there's another jump coming from it. I do. I do think that. Um, do you think Leon is better than Polinka? Polinka, former agent as well as now GM. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Polinka, you know, he was able to land LeBron and AD through no skill of his own. So, um, and then they like Crusoe walk him, whatever. It, they won the championship. I get it, but Polinka's not awful, but I, I do think that I think he's more improved over time rather than, um, his whole tenure being very good. Um, where would you go on a paid-for vacation anywhere in the world? Wow, that's a great question. Anywhere in the world, huh? Uh, I think I might want to do, like, I think I would like to do South America. Um, you know, Argentina, Chile, like the coast, and especially, like, my uncle went to Patagonia. I think that's what it is. Uh, he said it was amazing. So um, that, I mean, that's obviously a different trip and different type paid for vacation, but that would be a hell of a trip to take. So I don't know. I think, yeah, I think like Argentina, Chile. My parents went to Chile. They said it was really nice. I think sounds, sounds like a good idea. Uh, Deuce has a guard's body, but seems like off-ball wing can shoot and will play defense. Agreed. Jerome Bub, Sean Marks has big plans to get down in Mitchell to Brooklyn. And if he fails, what do you do about his tender in Brooklyn? His tenure. His tenure in Brooklyn. What do I say about his tenure in Brooklyn? Uh, I would say, I mean, I think Don, I think Sean Marks has not been that great. He apparently always has some master plan that he's executing. Um, when he executed it, it completely failed. And I know people will be like, well, you had to do it. And how can you predict all this stuff and whatever? I don't want to hear it. That's your choice as a front office to commit to that. That's your vision. And um, they went all in on those guys and they had no control over the situation. I understand that COVID was its own thing. And then, you know, they can't control for Kyrie not getting backs, but this is like Kyrie was always going to fly off the handle about some shit. And he couldn't handle the media market in New York. And he wasn't even actually in New York. You know what I mean? He was in Brooklyn. So, um, and I mean that in terms of market, obviously not that Brooklyn is not somehow not New York, just, um, yeah, I, I think he's been, he's been terrible. Um, all right. Not terrible, but he's had a lot of big mistakes and I think he gets a pass on all of them. And I do think the current strategy he's pursuing is, is stupid. Um, John Lear, I know you've said on pods before your dad is a Celtics fan. I'm wondering how you guys ended up rooting for all the teams. I have a cousin who roots the opposite of his dad in spite. Uh, when he moved to America from India, he lived in Boston. But he moved to New York after he finished college. And then I was born in New York. And therefore, I became an all-New York fan. And I, he never tried to like force me into 
being a fan of the same teams. So thanks to him for that. Fuck the Celtics. Um, how does Marks keep getting away from slander negative care? Because nobody cares about Brooklyn. That's it. That's the reality. That's fine. Uh, John Larry Bondi used to defend Marks a lot and take subtle shots at Knicks praising Marks. Now Bondi hates Marks. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bondi has been very critical of him lately. So I guess kudos to him uh, because we know that mostly the rest of the New York market doesn't. Uh, but he's, you know, he he's um, he's not done a great job recently. And you've got to say, like, the end of how that whole tenure with Kyrie and KD and Harden went, and then what they're pivoting into now, it's just not very inspiring. And maybe he'll able to, be able to salvage it uh, the way he did to land KD, Kyrie, and Harden in the first place. But I... Um, I don't know. I I think it's fair to be skeptical of him at this point. Um, maybe even reasonable. <laughs> Berman tweeted my Knicks. Is he actually a Knicks fan or more uh, troll job? I mean, he's a troll. I don't take anything Berman says seriously. And hopefully uh, nobody listening to this does either. So, um, all right. I have been doing this for a while. Uh, so, and I... Uh, it's solo, so it is what it is. Um, thanks to everybody that's been in the chat for this entire uh, post game. Really, really appreciate all your guys' questions and helping me uh, stay on task doing the live stream the, the right way. Uh, again, this show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, we will be back, and I'm assuming we'll have uh, more people, not just me, but we'll be back on Saturday night uh, for. The uh, the post game after the Pacers game, uh, me and Prez will be recording Pod Strickland tomorrow morning. So hopefully that'll be out sometime during tomorrow afternoon. Um, but aside from that, that is all for today. Um, I hope everybody again, y'all have a good night. Thank you again for giving your comments and everything in the stream. Really appreciate the support. If you've not done so already, hit like, subscribe to the channel. That'd be a huge help to us. Um, but all right. Everybody have a great night, and uh, I will see you, uh, I don't know, I'll see you when I see you.